Welcome to Go Home Eat, a SmackDown podcast. Justin has been kind enough to call in as we are going to roll through what happened on SmackDown. The best storytelling we get in sports entertainment and dare I say, even the wrestling world over the course of a week, normally. Normally. Now, Becky opened SmackDown. A lot of folks mad. You were mad about what happened to SmackDown. Sir? I'm still mad. That was BS. Right. Right. Um, I remember from the text we had back and forth that night. Tell me this. Would you have, if they were going to, if, if, if Becky winning that title was inevitable, if that was a decision they made, which I don't, I'm not saying it should have been inevitable, but if it was, would you have rather it been a 10 minute match, 12 minute match, a 15 minute match? Or what would you have rather? Well, it depends on what they're doing. If they're going to turn Becky heel, I have no problem with that. I don't think it's a good move because people want to cheer Becky. But, I, hey, it's your show. That's fine. But they should have had it like Bianca turns her back for a second. Becky hits her with the back of the head or something or hits her with a belt or does something underhanded to win if she's going to be the heel. Or if we're going to keep her as a face, yeah, 10-minute, 12-minute match. She beats Bianca Belair, catches her with something slick. Hey, I got no problem with that. I don't like it especially, but I, I'm not going to sit there and beat you up over it. But this this was the absolute worst thing they could have done for anybody. Okay. Um, going into – from what I understand, Becky wanted to be heel. And here's where being heel on the show makes sense to me in that – I think Becky's going to want to go away and be with the kid every now and then. And if you're a baby face, you really can't do that as much. No, you got to carry the show. Right. And so as a heel, she can lose a program, pitch a hissy fit, go away for three weeks, come back, you know? And so that kind of makes sense. And I see where, and also if you're her, she probably looks at the landscape and thinks, you know, Bianca's the real baby face here. You, you know what I mean? And, and I, I'm not really... She needs... I think that to... Uh, I think Becky is savvy in, on, on the business a little bit. And I think Becky also is willing to contribute to the business a little bit. Not that the outcome here made sense in that respect. But oh, yeah. I think that she... business here. Right. But I think that she can look and go... Bianca needs to be the face of the company. I had my time on that. You know, I might strike lightning in a bottle again, but if I do, it'd be short-lived. She's the one they need to strap the rocket to. She's the one that needs to get the commercials. She's the one that needs those things, right? Because she deserves them, for one, right? I mean, she two, she's very marketable. Um, I think she is. We'll, we'll see, but it, she comes off as that she will be, right? Um, I, I, I didn't... I thought I understood where they were coming from. I do kind of wish, you know, if she, there still seems to be a bit of a suspense in the heel turn here, right? Like she, even the promo she gives here isn't a, 
it was, uh, if you've watched any minute of my career, I take advantage of every moment. That's not really a heel promo. No. Right? Why? If I, if I was in this, I almost would have had her with, with a set of brass knucks. Like, if this is the ending I'm going for, the 27-second one. Yeah, see? The, the, I have no problem with that. The quick elbow to the face. And even if you would have, dude, even if you would have had her hit her with the brass knucks and nobody even noticed it, really... Don't make it obvious and then slow mo it on the on the on the Friday night episode. Yeah. And you can explain it that way. That would have been better than the forearm and the because I just I don't even think I've ever seen her win a match with a sidewalk slam. No. No. Or, or a bookend or a uh whatever the this rock Bian- called it. This Bianca Belair girl, is she a big strong girl? Right. Did she carry Otis right. on her shoulders? Well, and the, Becky knocked her out with two two moves. Right. But my only thing about the way this ended was, to me, it wouldn't make sense for somebody to have been in a layoff to have taken the younger, stronger champion into deep waters and pull it out. Right. So to catch her slipping because she was a little caught up in the moment made a little more sense, but you needed to give it more of a reason to catch it slipping. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, a, a side, a sidewalk slam, a rock bottom, is not a I caught you slipping move. No. No. You, you get where I'm coming from? Like, if, mm-hmm. you, if you'd have... I, I wouldn't have done a roll up there, but like I said, if you'd have done some brass knucks, nobody sees it coming... Uh, loaded, you know, any anything. Uh, slam her head into the turnbuckle. She turns DDT. Boom! Right. You you push her off the rope. You catch her with a DDT. Something like that. Some form of a headshot. You know what I mean? And I and I, and I know this sounds really petty, but I I would have really emphasized to Bianca backstage. You're doing a Hogan kick out here. Because the point here is you got caught slipping. Not that she's better than you. Yeah, you do the 3.2 second kick right. out. And what I really would have done if I was doing this, what I really would have done if I'm doing exactly what they did, was I had the ref caught up in the moment and she does kick out on three and he says she doesn't and hands the belt to Becky. Like the shoulder on the opposite side is up. Right. She kicks out with the wrong shoulder. Something like that where you can go. See, but, but Kevin, we're sitting around here <laughs> trying to make chicken salad out of another <laughs> thing that's not what they put on. You got people with how many years of wrestling booking experience in the back back there? You know what to how do? Many, well, but that this isn't the people hundreds. who... But you, you and I both know this was not a decision made by the people who run SmackDown. This was one of the if this if this match the same scenario happens on SmackDown instead of at a pay per view where somebody else is in Gorilla helping we you and I both think Vince was in this was Vince right oh this is all Vince right Becky uh, Sasha can't be here tonight we're gonna go ahead and do it here we're gonna shock everybody and I don't think they were ready I also don't think they were ready for. The mixed reviews when, or the worst of mixed reviews, actually, whenever Bianca lost, I don't think they saw that I don't coming. Think they're for what? Uh, and let's be honest, what happened? They're getting called out, as, and and I'm not saying people were right, but people rightly pointing out that 
this kind of this happened know, to Kofi happens too. To, happens to people of color on the show a lot more than the you know than the other folks. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. But I also so think Kofi like, Kingston would like you know, and Ricochet would like a word, right? To, I, all, yeah, I, DB had it happen to him though too with Sheamus. Absolutely, but you, but you can make the argument that Sheamus is the whitest person on the planet. So. Well, and also Sheamus, Sheamus hits his move on you, whether it's early in the match, or late in the match. You don't have to hate the fact that it it's a, it finishes, right? Yeah. Now, um, legit, right? Also, also, though, I don't think I think they can. In a weird way, this tells them, oh wow, Bianca's more over than we thought because we brought Becky back stuck a belt on her and people didn't like it. And Becky was the hottest thing we had for a year. So Bianca may be a bigger star than they originally thought. Well, and how did you, I just, man, how do you ruin? I don't understand it. How do you ruin? The easiest thing to get right. How do you ruin it? Right. Now going to what happens tonight, well, because we can just we can keep talking about this all day, but going to what happens last night, Bianca wants the rematch. Vega comes out, then of course Mella comes out, and then we get um, Liv come out, and I was like, "Ugh, we're getting another some, some form of a tag team." Becky's going to walk off, but they do decide. Well, we're going to give you a match for to see who fights Bianca. Don't get me wrong; we all realize Bianca should have gotten a, a free. Yeah. Um. Thing. But what I did get, what I did get was a fatal four way, a triple threat, and then a very good one on one match. And I thought all of those played out well. I thought Liv, we've been trying to get Liv over, and I felt like having Liv get the second pin on her really fantastic cutter finisher she has, and then uh-huh. have her have she had a really good performance with Bianca. Where she she hung in there as Bianca would overpower her. She used her quickness to get out of the way. She used Bianca's strength against her in moments. And even though she didn't win, she does look like a legitimate contender for all these things, right? Yeah. So I think that... Losing 15 seconds. What now? I said next week they'll have her losing 15 seconds. Correct, but if we were only focusing on what we just saw, <laughs> it was good. It was. Yeah, um, I feel like Bianca. I, I feel like Bianca gets this title back, and I feel like she retains, and then Becky goes further into the heel thing. Is that where you think this goes, or you just who knows? Kevin, I don't think they know. Okay. I just- I don't think you can predict because I don't think they know. Love Bianca's snake eyes into the KOD, where she sweet. where she she's done it twice now, where she throws them over her uh, backwards over her head. It looks like she's going for like the last ride, and then she flips them over her head into the snake eyes. I, I love that move. You like it? I do. I like. Man, she's awesome. Right. She does that are not. Uh, you know, she's on another level. She's so strong too. 
she was selling the fact that she was having trouble carrying Liv for more than like two minutes. Right? And yeah. even though she wasn't. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know yeah. how powerful you have to be to stru- – who is it? A couple of guys have done that where they've acted like they were struggling lifting somebody over their head. And it's just – Cena can do that every now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, dude, how unearthly is that power to be able to do that, you know? And like – yeah. yeah, oh, well, Cesaro can – yes, absolutely. Speaking of which, hasn't been on the show lately – but, um, oh, wait, I don't want to skip over this. You know what? We'll do the Roman thing all at one time at the end. Yeah, it's better to go through the whole thing. Okay. So Cesaro um, winds up in a match with Gable and Otis. Well, Gable is his actual opponent. Otis on the outside. And I felt like this was really good back and forth, although very quick. But the match wasn't about their match, although we did get to showcase two really two of the greatest Phenomenal. things since sliced Freaking bread, crazy. right? And Gable looks like he's in trouble and is about to get the swing, and that humiliation will not be uh, suffered. And Otis runs out and puts an end to it. And I love the concept of Cesaro in a feud with these two guys, right? Oh, oh yeah. Corbin won his money back. Boy, that he looks spiffy. Dude, I follow. I, I couldn't help but watch that crap all week when it would pop up on my feed of, of him winning all that money and then losing it all and winding up at a at a pay. A, a, he called it a pay for cash, a pay cash motel. Right, that's where I'm staying, and and somehow WWE found him there to interview him on the walk into this room, and it'd be funny too, right? Can you imagine the conversation with the hotel with the motel manager? Hey. This is a pretty ratty dump, and it says like yes. hourly rentals on the sign. You mind? We're WWE. You mind if we come in here and do a little? And he's like, "No, no worries. Just do me a favor. Don't film any of the husbands leaving their rooms." <laughs> yeah, do not get any of the license plate numbers in the parking lot. Dude, can I tell you a quick bartending story? Sure. I'll leave all the uh, all the characters' names out of it, right? So I'm working the bar. And this is pre-cell phones, right? Pre-everybody having cell phones. Get a phone call, and lady asks to speak to a regular. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm, I'm getting trained, so I have a trainer there with me. And I answer the phone. I said, well, he's not here. Hang up. But I looked to see if he was. He wasn't there. And I hung up the phone, and the, the trainer guy said to me, he said, Perk, look, just so you know, Nobody's supposed to be in a bar at two o'clock in the afternoon. So no matter who's calling and asking for him, you ain't seen him. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Good advice. Yes. I don't know none of them. Right. Anyway, I work at a place now where people are not allowed to be at in the day. My life, all the good decisions have come home to roost. Edge is ready to move on and face Roman. He has found a place in his darkness. He has found his brood and his lost boys. Yes. Uh Yeah. Gangrel was upset. Did you hear? Uh Uh-uh. Dude, Gangrel thought he was going to get to go on AEW TV, and he thinks that 
Edge bringing back, like Edge didn't know that Gangrel had been, I guess he drove to the town where, uh, I think he drove to the town where Rampage was and was like, oh, wow. They said, did you see the, and he knew, oh, well, I'm not going to get to go out today. <laughs> oh, that sucks, dude. Right. He was, he was in one of that crazy, uh, one of the crazy Matt Hardy matches when he first came over there as like a special guest cameo. Well, with Christian there too, I mean, there's something you can do there, and Christian's smart enough to figure that out. Uh, Seth yeah. winds up. Seth, okay, let's get into it. What was Seth wearing? Uh, I, I would go with pirate pimp. Would be the chic he was looking for with the. Uh, I don't know what that shirt was. Did, I, I don't know the. Uh, there were holes in it. There were holes in it. It it was not puffy exactly, but it was close to. It was close to puffy. It had one of those little mop. Uh, mock collars, which was nice. Yeah. No collar, actually. Um, Do you think he goes to International Mail website and just, just randomly hits the random button or something? Well, that's what I, 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 you know what's crazy is I think he has a stylist now. And I think he pays that dude pretty good to come up with this uh it, hey, and it's pro wrestling. So wearing it ridiculous clothes to work. Huh? I'm picking on him, but it actually, for his character, it's hilarious. Oh. But it is. But you know he wore that to be made fun of because, God, you know what that looks like. Meanwhile, Becky comes out in her own shirt, t shirt, and Doc Martens. <laughs> right? <laughs> And Seth takes 30 minutes to get dressed. <laughs> Man. But anyway, Seth. She's back in the support group with um, with Bianca Belair. And, well, Killian Dane's gone. They're, so that's sad for him. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Who's Nikki's keeper now? Right. And Andrade calls in. Oh, yeah. Although I would guess that they both can be a bit um, over the top, um, Charlotte and Andrade. But so Seth says he's you know he respects Edge and that he said some people called it a five star, some people called it match of the year. I don't begrudge him either of those statements. It was a fantastic wrestling match he had with Edge. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna say this though, it wasn't match of the weekend. It was not. It wasn't better than Dragonoff. No, it was the second best match of my weekend, and it was a great match. And I thought it was going to be match of the weekend, but then I saw. Yes, then you saw match of the year. Yeah, maybe match of two years, maybe match of three years. Fantastic wrestling match. If you have, if you haven't seen Takeover and you get Peacock, check that one out, guys. Um, check Takeover thirty six. That old card, top to bottom. I don't. They didn't have a bad match. No, very good wrestling. Um. But Vince is going to get involved, and we're going to take care of that on NXT. We're going to fix that shit. <laughs> no more that nonsense. <laughs> okay, so have you tried this new gift mask I found? <laughs> <laughs> so Seth says that maybe he needs to be more like Edge, and congratulates Edge. Now, here's my question: Is does he mean this in a Mickey James Trish Stratus way? That'd be awesome. Be because. <laughs> Seth kissing Edge on the mouth in the middle of the ring. 
I'm marking out for that all day. And Becky <laughs> out and slapping the shit out of Edge, and Edge <laughs> just sitting there, just looking like I have no idea. And Beth returning the favor on Seth. <laughs> Beth comes out to the top and just starts crying. And Edge just has this like befuddled look on his face. Glam slams that. Glam slams Seth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now, the more likely scenario is we get some form of a Jericho HBK thing. Right? Yes. That form of a of a obsession. But or we, or we, we could flip the script how- instead of Jericho hitting HBK's wife, we can have um Beth dropping Seth. Yeah. But wait, hear me out. Oh, go ahead. All right. Edge was a vampire when he beat Seth. So, doesn't that mean Seth's now a vampire? Wasn't that kind of vampire what he was wearing? Oh my god. Twilighty kind of vampire way? Oh my god, dude. If Seth rolls no. out there with Bram Stoker and Winona Ryder... <laughs> Bram Stoker's dead, so that'd be difficult. Well, you know what I mean but, with that style of... Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Do you remember that that uh, Winona Ryder and Ke- Keanu? Yes, dude. I need to do a, a movie critique on that one. Yes, Keanu never bothers yeah, to lose his. Huh? Gary Oldman was Dracula. He was fantastic. He was best Dracula. Right, Winona and Keanu, eh? But Stroker was fantastic. I mean, Oldman. Obviously, uh, Stroker's movies fantastic. That's Stroker Ace, uh, right? Stroker Ace, great movie. But he's kind of if he comes rolling out there, kind of like uh, you know, he can steal his he has steal his gimmick now, and nobody will care because he's been canceled. Is uh, uh, old uh, the villain Marty Skrull? Oh, right. He totally can do that. I'll people- steal your gimmick. Ultimate villain move. Yes. Boom. Boog Shinsuke versus Rude and Ziggler. Apollo is a very disappointed. Actually, Apollo's entire ancestry are disappointed. As I didn't mind the old school, uh, real, real just face close up of him during the match talking. Remember they used to do that on like Saturday morning wrestling shows with yes. WWE, right? I like that a little bit. It it just allows for more time, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought that, how do I say it? Who does Boogs remind you of as a wrestler? Mm. Just once you ring the bell, he has a little bit of a Steiner brother feel to him. Well, I was look. I went and looked up. Homeboy's got a pretty, pretty legit, like a really legit amateur background. He wrestled at Wisconsin. He tried out for the Olympic team. Oh, well, yeah. he was okay. Okay. Yeah, he's an accompl- He's a very accomplished amateur wrestler. So I didn't. I didn't know that either. So I had the same thought you did because he looked. I've seen him wrestle like twice now, and it's like, damn, I was expecting that dude to be. He looked way different ring than than he is he is slick buddy he looks a little bit like um obviously in in uh, acid wash jeans but he looks a little bit like uh steiner did scott did 
in the middle. Like, before he turned into Big Papa Pump, you know, I'm your booty daddy, yes. call me and all that. And before he got too roided out, you know what I mean? For lack of a better way of putting it. I mean, I'm not accusing him of do- Huh? Before he became a math major. Correct. I'm not accusing Scott Steiner of doing steroids. I, I don't know anything about that. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I'm not shining. T- in, in my opinion, when Scott was in the middle there between the two, there was a, a, a you know eight to ten months where he was the best wrestler on the planet. Yes, and it was weird because he was in a tag team, but whenever he wrestled, I always thought. My God, that guy can just jump and do a Frankensteiner on somebody. You know what I mean? And he can lift up everybody. He can roll around on a mat with, like, what can he not do? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, I think he had a foot injury or something, and then he just blew up, you know? But uh-huh. I did like – are we going to get Boogs and Shin? Is Shin going to be a double belt holder? That wouldn't be bad. That would not be bad at all. He's 41. If you're going to do it, do it. Do it. Pull trigger on him. You know, and and while you're at it, get him into, you know, at least let him lose a pay-per-view as the main contender for a title. And then have Boogs turn heel. Right. Right. And then scream, I'm your hookup. I I was not. I, I, I thought he was cool. I thought he was funny. But ultimately, I didn't see much as far as, like, this dude's, like, you know, he's not Jack Swagger Soaring Eagle, but he, he's in that, that realm, mm-hmm. you know. But, no, this dude's legit. I think he could be something as far as, like, the dude's already got the charisma. He, he's not afraid to go out there and act fool. You my- know, a lot of people, as you can tell, they're not, they feel too self-conscious to do that kind of crap. And you can tell he's not. He's also a physical specimen. The dude can he he moves well in the ring. He can go. He can do stuff. Yeah, I think that dude's gonna be something. Much like Elias. You know, it'll be interesting to see how Elias's career path goes now that they're changing him up. Because when you watch him wrestle, you you kind of thought, well, if he gets past this, this gig is cool. It's fun. If he gets past yeah. this gimmick, he might be able to be the champ. Champ. You know. It, and things go well. Now, Naomi winds up rolling up on Sonya Deville here, and I did not expect this, but I got excited because Sonya acted like she was not happy about Naomi being there. She said, I didn't know you got transferred here. Nobody told me. As Naomi is talking about being happy to be there and, and her being a former champion, Sonya's looking at her phone. I probably texting Pierce going, what the hell's going on? Why am I not being told about this? And then she basically good talks her and walks away. And you know why I'm excited about this? Because it means maybe we get Naomi versus Sonya Deville? No, because that puts Naomi in bloodline territory if she wants to go heel. Ooh, I like that. Now, that's great. Right? She can't get her respect, can't get her respect, can't re- get her respect. She goes out there and she does something that, that, um, something heelish. And then you wind up with, her showing up and walking out with Roman in them in about three months. Mm-hmm. And I love, I would love that. And then you could, dude, if you put her in the bloodline, like I heard Roman say, so somebody asked Roman about it. And he said, look, she can do anything. It's just, we don't have that in the program yet. Like we haven't, 
Nobody's told us that's possible, I would guess, as part of it. But he just said, you know, if we put her in that, I think she can do it. It's just a question of whether or not they want to put her in that. Mm-hmm. But it would be, dude, it would be great to have her in a scenario where she can utilize her athleticism and cheating to both give her per- – uh, she has personality, but you know what I mean. and yes. And to tell stories. And, and that, you know, if you, the, the uber athletic willing to cheat heel going back to Savage, going back to, you know, HBK, it works. Oh, definitely. It works. Um, Ray sets up Dom for failure. Uh, not so much. I thought for a minute we were going to get, um, Brock come out and kill his son, but instead it was Sammy, which was good. Ray says, Hey man, maybe it's time for you to have some solo matches and, Kind of pr- time for you to fly, which was obviously a blatant Ario Speedwagon reference. Time for me, yeah. yeah okay, Dude, I had not even thought about what if Brock came out, but that would have been hilarious. <laughs> right. Okay, so Sammy I comes out. Sammy comes out, and Roman was asked about talent that could be used, and he said we don't use him enough. But Sammy Zayn, if they give him more time he's great at like, everything he does. And he said, he said, don't get me wrong. Both, both in real life and in character, you want to slap him upside the head, but he's, he's entertaining and you can't help it. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think he's right. Now, Sammy winds up going over here and what I thought was a pretty good you performance know, for Dom. Sammy doesn't do bad matches though. If you're going to put somebody, put your boy out there to wrestle somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a great fit. He's gonna make him look good, and then gyrate his testicles across over the top of him. Yes, he will do this because he is a poor dancer. Not very good. But if you're gonna do it, do it. Do it. Pull the trigger. Right now, going into the Roman Reigns thing, the last part wait, we were talking. No. What's you up? The important part of this whole thing. What's that? After he lost, Dom didn't want Dad put you know coming over there and trying to comfort him or nothing. Right, right. He's starting to realize that his allegiances really lie with Eddie. Well, he's starting to realize he's got a terrible father. <laughs> well, his real father was pro- would have done great. Yeah. And obviously, Eddie, it, there's still some lingering jealousy from Ray. That's correct. Using, like abusing his, Eddie's son. Look what he's done to his poor child. He's gotten him like beaten with kendo sticks. Almost got his eye taken out. He's like, how many beatings has that kid taken because his father drug him to rep out there to just get beat up? Man. In Ray's defense, do we know that he can see clearly? <laughs> uh, get it? Because like his eye popped out of his head. And, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, but and and you know. In all reality, if this had been Eddie Guerrero outside of the ring, when Dom left the ring because things got weird, he would have loosened his 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 wrestling boot and told him, "Okay, when he goes for the leg hold, you got him because he's going to slip yeah. right off." Exactly. <laughs> okay, now Bloodline starts out. Paul is going to enter the room as we know. Uh, Roman has gotten rid of John Cena. And Brock comes out at the end, and Paul is walking in, and they said, uh, Michaela, who is fan, uh, Kayla, who is fantastic 
in any segment she is in with Paul, they have a, a they're wonderful together. They have that moonlighting chemistry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's what I think of when I think of Paul Heyman, Bruce Willis. Dude, they have the same hair. They do have the same haircut. But everything else is different, but they have the same haircut. <laughs> now I'm picturing Die Hard with Paul Heyman. Stuck in the in the, in the air conditioning shaft. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. Or what is it? Come oh, come to got- come come to LA. It'll be fun. <laughs> okay. So she she wants to know what on earth where Paul's allegiances lie, and his allegiances lie with Roman, tribal. the tribal with your tribal chief, my champion, and he tries to get in, and the doors lock. Cut back from commercial. He's still trying to get in. The Usos come you out. You know what I thought about right there? What's that? First episode of Raw. Bobby the Brain Heenan trying to get in the building. <laughs> right. God love Bobby the Brain Heenan. Ugh. Well, you know, if you're going to make Paul Heyman, if Paul Heyman was going to do a callback to somebody, who would it be? Right. Correct. Correct. Okay, so then the Usos come out, and they also question Paul's allegiances. And then, and they're like, come on, Paul. You knew Roman, you knew Brock was coming back. And he's like, no, 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 I, I, didn't, I didn't know. But then I think if I, if I interpreted it correctly, they also thought, well, a, either you should have known, and you, then I think it kind of went to maybe you should have known and been able to tell us too. Like, what good are you yeah. if? Yeah, there's one of two things here, and, and you know, it, there ain't no good way you look either. A, you know, and you set us up, or B, you should have known, and we should have known by the time he showed up. Because your job is to know things. Right, right. And Paul is being more and more put into this can't-win scenario, right? Which he will excel at until a time that they decide to do something else with him. And then we get another segment where uh, backstage we have Roman, and and right before they walk out. No, first he walks in, and he gets to the door, and he's like, and Paul's just standing there, he's like, what do I have to? Does the tribal chief have to open his own door now? Right, right, right. And Paul reaches for it. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, and Roman acts like there's nothing, nothing. He doesn't, you know. It's like, are you coming in? Why are you standing out here? I didn't tell you to stand out here. Right, right. Which is uh, another aspect of it all, right? And you have so what is one thing that a guy like that likes to have? Everybody worried about their spot. Exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody needs to think that they're standing on shaky ground. You know? And that's where Paul has been reduced to, to the point where we get the backstage segment. And Roman uh, is standing there. And Paul goes to, to hand him the belt. And Roman says, no, no. You know, you you hold the belt. And he says, well, this is a family celebration, uh, your chief or whatever, highness, whatever he wants to call him. And Roman says, you are family. Oh, no. Uh, wise. What does he call him? Wise. What? Wise man, right? Yeah, like a title. 
Like, right. You're the what? So you're the advisor. You're the wise man in the tribe. You're the shaman. You're the you're the you're the medicine man. Right. The right. And so then Roman comes out and he gives us the promo. And he tells, wait, he tells him he loves him too. Right. Golly. I love you. So good. Yeah, which made me think Paul is gonna get it. <laughs> but Immediately, that was my thought. It was like it was like in The Godfather, the Judas kiss, you know. Yes. Yes, but that said, that's not where we go here. Um, after the the speech gets going, and he he first, he also makes Paul um, tell the people they need to acknowledge his. The Usos, the tag team champions, and how the bloodline has reigned supreme over all of us at the table. And then Finn comes out and says, you know, it's my turn, but I, I don't want to wait till Extreme Rules because I don't trust Brock Lesnar and I don't trust these other people to not jump me in line. Edge either. And so he winds up in a fisticuff scenario with uh, the Usos and, of course, the numbers advantage gets to him there until tell him tell him until tell him until yes come run in and make the to even up the odds or in this case turn the odds because roman didn't jump back in correct roman left and Jimmy eats a coup de gras, but we're looking like we're getting the Street Profits and the Usos, which you can't help but look forward to that. And the and I, I would love two or three, uh, not two or three matches, but I would like to see Devitt involved in a program that isn't just him losing to Roman next week, which is probably what we get. I would guess that Devitt has a shot at winning this thing and somehow shenanigans get in play and Roman pulls it out and then tries to punish further and we get his real next challenger come down the aisle and then we kind of kick the can on Devitt till Roman's done with the next thing. Yeah, do do you think he ends up in it with Seth maybe? Well, here's another aspect I've thought about while we're talking. What if Seth starts trying to help Edge? Oh, that could be creepy. Yeah. Right? Be more like Edge. We can go that can go a lot of directions cuz A, he could just be an opportunist vampire or whatever, right? And totally mm-hmm. lean into funny and whatever. But also if he were to run out and help Edge, that would be a trip. <laughs> because Edge sort of acknowledged that he's found the darkness that will help him beat Roman, right? Uh-huh. And maybe 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 a guy maybe a guy like Seth wouldn't want the belt on Roman. Cuz Roman's got backup. Yeah. If you're playing the long game here. Anyway, also Big E came out and ran Corbin out of the ring. I forgot about mentioning that and I thought that was a good segment, and we're still kind of treading water with Big E a little bit, but I get it, you know, because we... <sighs> like Happy Corbin. Yes, yes. And I think that Big E's going to wind up beating up Corbin a couple of times. Obviously, they don't know exactly what to do with Big E because the house shows, I think they said, I think that Seth's wrestling Big E at the house shows. Yeah. 
You know, and so obviously that's because Edge and Roman aren't doing a whole lot of. Pro- Roman's probably hemmed up with like uh, three on threes and stuff like that during the house oh. shows. But anyway, what a great show! Oh yeah, this is good. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. For my man uh, Justin, for me KP, this has been a Go Home Eat production. Copyright twenty twenty one. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G I N N Project dot com. Go home.